Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Green. One region of the art market that we haven't covered as often as others is the Middle East. There are lots of interesting developments in the region pertaining to their contemporary art scenes, some of which have been substantially funded by their governments. We wanted to explore the growth of the art scene in Saudi Arabia in this week's episode, and we do so with Rebecca Ann Proctor, who is an independent journalist covering the Middle East and Africa, and Rebecca is also the author of the new book, Art in Saudi Arabia, A New Creative Economy. The book launch is occurring on December 14th at Goodman Gallery in London from 6 to 8 p.m. If you'd like to attend, you could RSVP by emailing rsvpaliyah at gmail.com. And if you can't make it, you can get the book online at Lund Humphreys or pre-order on Amazon. Hope you enjoy our conversation with Rebecca. Thanks so much for listening. Rebecca, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Adam. Absolutely. So I think the developing art scene in Saudi Arabia is something we haven't discussed much on the podcast, and I'm excited to chat with you about it today and preview your new book. The book offers insights into the changing contemporary art scene there, and you write that it's being actively developed as part of the Kingdom's Vision 2030 strategy. So if we first take a step outside the art world, what exactly is the Kingdom's Vision 2030 strategy, and how does the developing art scene there fit into it? Well, thanks so much again for having me, Adam. Um, as you said, Saudi Vision 2030 is a crucial part of, of this new creative economy, of, of this total social, economic, um, and cultural transformation that is taking place in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia right now. Saudi Vision 2030 um, began, was established in 2016, and it's a government program launched by Mohammed bin Salman, known to everybody often as MBS, Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince and Prime Minister. And it's a very ambitious uh, program agenda to set forth the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to achieve the goal of increased diversification economically, socially, and culturally. Its primary aim is ultimately to create a parallel economy separate from the kingdom's hydrocarbon or petrol-based economy. You know, a reduction, you know, once it strives to reduce the um, Saudi Arabia's dependence on oil exports and a steady expansion, um, create, create a steady expansion of other revenue generating sectors. And one of these is the creative sector, or rather what they're calling as well, the creative economy, um, which I talk about in my book. And so I'm interested in learning more about the contemporary art scene in Saudi Arabia and what it was like before this kingdom's vision strategy was implemented and how much has it changed since then? Well, I think what a lot of people sometimes forget amidst this incredible, um, I even call it a cultural revolution that's happening in, in Saudi Arabia is that there always, there always was an art scene. Um, there's an incredible there were incredible groups of contemporary artists, also modern artists and painters that have been working since um, literally the beginning of the 20th century, um, even since the discovery of oil and and the period of of state building, nation building, um, and the whole moderate modernization of of the kingdom. Um, the difference was is that there was a period, as as many know, um, when Saudi Arabia was in a very conservative moment. Um, where it was predominantly ruled based on very strict Islamic uh, 
law, um, which made it very difficult uh, for for our exhibitions um, and gatherings to exist as we see today in the kingdom. In fact, you know, what you see today when you come to Saudi Arabia is, is very, very different from what it was just maybe 10 years ago. Um, well, that, regardless of that, there still have been a lot of wonderful initiatives, a lot of artists that have that have been creating arts and staging exhibitions um, privately and also publicly within the kingdom, within um, these within restrictions before Vision 2030, be- before the the vision um, took off in 2016. You know, they were artists, painters. Um, there's a wonderful show on right now, for example, at the Miskar Institute that I saw yesterday in Riyadh. Uh, painters that that um, were creating in the 1950s and 1960s were studying abroad in Italy and then returning to the kingdom. And some of them were also painting figures, um, landscapes, some um, abstract, even cubist uh, forms um, based on what they learned abroad and also trying to merge it with their own heritage, uh, their own Arabian heritage in the kingdom. And then you know, around the 1980s, 1990s, um, probably around and and then up to, you know, 9-11, actually, there was a host of kind of independent groups that started being um, being born. Um, one of them was the Shata group, a uh, very contemporary, edgy, uh, disruptive um, contemporary art group that was that's completely artist led, that was sort of born out of a reaction to to Western modern art. And also a desire to make sense of of the world. You know, I think um, some of the ge- geopolitical events were not only upset, obviously very upsetting for the world, but also upsetting for Saudis living in the kingdom that at the time were quite um, limited in their interaction with the outside world. And so they, some of them, as I mentioned in my book, such as Abdel Nasser Garam or Ahmed Mater, um, turned to art as a way of making sense of of the world, of of their own conditions, how they were living, and using the internet also to do a lot of research because there were very limited art schools um, at the time, and that's actually something that Vision Twenty Thirty is trying to, the Ministry of Culture is trying to implement more art schools at present. And these artworks, um, as you see, people that come to the kingdom are extremely, they're very conceptual, very edgy, um, minimalist sometimes, often using found materials. This group um, that then kind of transformed into Edge of Arabia, um, which was a collaboration with um, cultural entrepreneur Stephen Stapleton, who still works quite a lot in in the kingdom, um, really was the first group, artist group that began um, that began exhibiting in in well, that began exhibiting um, outside of the kingdom at the Venice Biennial, at other venues in London, um, really showcasing um, this edgy, disruptive. Um, quite uh, filled with messages, I think, sort of sometimes we, we call them coded messages because it's uh, um, about life um, through art. So there was this totally other, there was a there was a scene, but it was very much spurred by private patrons, private collectors, um, and it wasn't the state-led, um, the state-led sort of culture drive that you see today. Um, and, but now the two have kind of, they've, they've joined hands. So a lot of these artists are working now very, very heavily with the Ministry of Culture um, that's promoting, that's setting up museums, institutions, that's creating all sorts of wonderful opportunities for uh, for Saudis to become more creative, to learn, to educate, to show their work. Um, and so it's really a moment of a complete utter change. And what's pivotal, and that's what I talk about in this book, is that art, creativity is is being used to, to forge a new economy and a new... Um, a new society in many ways. So we have this initiative that's being led and even financed by the government. 
How much of the interest in the contemporary art scene in Saudi Arabia is government-driven, would you say? And are there individuals in Saudi Arabia who are outside of the government who are interested in the contemporary art scene, such as collectors or patrons? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would say it's almost entirely government driven. And uh, you, I think what we're seeing in Saudi Arabia right now, we're not seeing anywhere else in the world. The, the government has decided to invest billions and billions of dollars into the cultural sector. They've realized that, you know, creativity is a way that you can change people's lives, um, you know, change people's lives for the better, um, but also educate them and also spur a sense of entrepreneurship that they hope will also generate new jobs, new businesses. Um, but it is all driven by the state at the moment. So the money that it that the government does have um, is being really invested in into this new um, in, into this cultural scene, in the hopes as people that I spoke to at the Ministry of Culture have said to create, to forge, um, and encourage a greater private sector. Um, that saying, uh, you know, there there is definitely there are incredible people. Gallerists, so there's a handful, I'd say, um, that are working in the in the private sector right now, to um, that are not government led, and I and they some of them, many of them existed before um, before 2016, and one is Ether Gallery, which is based in Jeddah. It's one of the biggest contemporary art galleries. They have several bases now in Jeddah and also in Riyadh. There's also Hafiz Gallery that's also um, Jeddah and Riyadh based. I think that they, they have a pop up in Riyadh right now. Um, and there's a there's quite a few other new um, I'd say newer or older contemporary art galleries modern and contemporary art galleries in Riyadh but there's there's not um, there's not the scene that you'd find yet in London or New York or Paris um, and the government the ministry is aware of that and I think a lot of their their encouragement through these initiatives is to get people to to encourage Saudis to collect more art and to also open more galleries so that there can be a more um, you know a, a, a greater private sector. There's also um, international, there's also some collectors such as Basmal Suleiman, um, who's been collecting for a very long time based in Jeddah. She's done a lot with digital art, collects a lot of Saudi contemporary art. There's collectors in Riyadh as well. Um, so there are a few individuals, but it's not, it has a lot of potential to grow. I think the scene is still very much, the private scene is very much in its infant days. Um, and there's the hope that it will become greater through all of this government patronage. And what do you think has been the international art community's response and potential embrace thus far to Saudi Arabia's desire to have a larger role in the contemporary art world? Have we seen any kind of pushback at all from the art world, similar to maybe some criticism we saw regarding, for example, the Live Golf Tour, which Saudi Arabia is heavily invested in, and there was a lot of pushback and criticism regarding their role there? Well, yes, this is this is as I've um, as I've explored in the book. This has been one of the challenges for the scene, uh, and also for the artists within the scene, because there's been there has been quite a lot of backlash um, over the years. I think it's it seems to have kind of leveled off. Uh, I feel in the last two years, but um, when Desert X launched in 2020, uh, right before the pandemic. There was a huge amount of um, uproar in the U.S. I don't know if you remember, but um, from. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Desert X, it's the um, Desert X first started in Coachella and in California. You know, it's the land art um, happens every two years. I think it's every two years. Uh, and it's really staging these monumental works of art out into our out in a desert landscape. 
and it's the director, artistic director Neva Wakefield, um, staged the first Desert X in in Alula with uh, with also some Saudi curators as well. And there's, I think it's coming up to its third edition. Is it third? Yeah, third edition next year. Um, but there was a lot of backlash in the beginning um, from people, many of them in California, also some press boycotted it, um, but they didn't um, boycott the, the event um, because of um, what they say, Saudi Arabia's human rights record. Uh, there were some artists who spoke very, very much against um, staging the event. And I think that was very difficult for artists. A lot of the artists said, you know, this is, you know, we're just creating our art. Then people need to give us a chance to be heard and to be seen. Um, and a lot of the artists also tell me sometimes, you know, the, the West doesn't necessarily, the West or the international world, America or other countries don't necessarily have the, per, you know, the perfect track record also in terms of human rights. Um but there was a, there's there's been a lot of criticism, as you said, you know, in terms of the L, the Live Golf Tour and other events, um, because of this, because of the amount of money that Saudi Arabia is investing in in these that it has to um, from you know from from sports teams, sports players to art and culture. There's been um, even film. There has been this criticism um, based on yeah a lot of the geopolitical concerns. Um, but I feel, like I said, I feel the tides have turned a little bit. Um, the kingdom has just continued. The events go on, um, even if there's been some press that have decided not to come. Maybe they'll criticize from afar and they haven't even ever visited the country. An artist told me, they said, you know, come here and then you can criticize, you know, see, at least give us a chance to show us, um, to show you the art and, and then you can uh, speak, you know, speak your mind, uh, which I agree with. Um, and, uh, and I mean, the book is just, it's, it's mentioning the facts, but I think it's also advocating. I've tried to advocate uh, with um, my, the supporter of the book, Ali El Sanusi, uh, the fact that there's a really vibrant scene here that needs to be, you know, there, there's a lot of opportunities for cross-cultural collaboration. There's a lot of ways to 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 learn about another culture, another history, and yes, it is it is challenging. Some of the geopolit some of the geopolitics are challenging as we're living in a very tumultuous time, um, everywhere. Um, but as I said, and I'm, I'm repeating now, but there has been a. Uh, I feel the press, particularly, I've seen more foreign press coming, actually returning in the last two years. There were some titles that said we will not cover Saudi Arabia, and now I've seen in the last year they're they're coming regularly. For example, the Daria um, Islamic Biennial that was held in January, um, there there was a huge amount of foreign press that came. People were it was very well received. Um, the same with the Contemporary Art Biennial, Daria Biennial, two years ago. Um, there, there's another one coming up in February. So people are getting interested and, and they're also seeing that it's not just what the kingdom is doing is, is really powerful because it's not, um, for sure, it, they're focusing a lot on enhancing the local community and, and advocating Saudi artists, but they're also in all these events. Right now we have Noria, the largest of the largest light art festival in the world, but they're bringing in international artists as well. So these exhibitions, these shows are a mix. They'll showcase the work of Saudi artists, but also um, in parallel and alongside works by well-known but also emerging international artists. So there's a real desire to to forge dialogue through the arts. Yeah, it's certainly a complex issue. So if we look ahead, how do you foresee the art scene in Saudi Arabia evolving for the remainder of this kingdom's vision 2030 strategy and even beyond that 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. I I I think I said this to someone the other day, but I have never. I've lived in Dubai for 15 years, so I've seen Dubai um, just spearhead into the future. But I have never seen a country go this fast in terms of development and um, you know from construction to all these events. It's it's incredible. Um, the speed here is 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 really palpable. Um, people are, are rushing to to do this to to create to to achieve vision 2030 I and mean, we've just had the announcement two days ago of um of expo 2030 being held um in saudi arabia in 2030 which will mark the end of um this incredible project um plan and i think there'll be more to the plan after vision 2030 as i've been told but i saudi arabia won the bid um against rome and busan korea so that was a big a big deal there was a lot of celebration here lots of fireworks so I think it will be interesting to see how it evolves. There is some concern. Um, some people have mentioned a concern with with the speed um, because they're going so fast that it's 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 a it's a challenge to keep up, not just for the international community but also for the Saudis working here. Um, but I think there's a need. I think there's a real. I think they've realized that for 40 years since 1979, things are very close. So if they don't, you know. Uh, work to create these projects to um, to have them realized as soon as possible. It's it's almost a lost opportunity, and that's what they're doing. They're going ahead no matter what. Um, but I think it'll be interesting to see how the private sector emerges. I think that's what's really needed, and I think that's to to have a balance between the state led infrastructure, which is very exciting and and very encouraging. But there, there, there obviously is a need for a plurality of voices, uh, emerging and established artists. There needs to be, you know, a real mix of institutions, both private and public, which are in the works. There's a huge amount of museums being constructed around the country. Um, but I think in the next five to 10 years, we're really going to see something that's more, even more tangible than what we see now. And, and, uh, and I, I, I have no way to predict exactly what that's going to look like, but what I can say is that there's a real commitment to change and to vision, and they're very serious in making this happen and making it work for the well-being and the survival of the entire country. It'll definitely be interesting to see how everything unfolds in Saudi Arabia with the art scene there. Rebecca, thanks so much again for coming on the podcast and helping us preview your upcoming book, Art in Saudi Arabia, A New Creative Economy. The book launch, as we said, is on December 14th at Goodman Gallery in London from 6 to 8. If you'd like to attend, you can RSVP by emailing rsvpalia at gmail.com. And of course, if you can't make it, you can buy the book online right now at Lund Humphreys or pre-order it on Amazon. Rebecca, thanks so much again for chatting with us. Uh, thank you so much for having me again, Adam.